the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Those of us who are born again believers are some blessed people. Oh yes, we are. One of the many reasons why we're blessed as we are is because of who our God is and how much He loves us. He does things for us that nobody else can do. One of the things that our God does for us that nobody else can do is open doors of opportunity like nobody else can do. The Bible teaches us that He opens doors that nobody can close. Doors that He opens so we can walk through and receive as well as to achieve all that He has planned and prepared for me and you. Now to walk through, we have to first believe that is true. He really did open doors of opportunity for me and you. Otherwise, it'll be just like God never opened the doors that He opened for me and you. And all that He opened the doors for us to obtain and do will never be obtained or done by me and you. That's why it's so important that we learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Mark chapter 2. Let me give you some examples of this. A couple examples. You're saying, well, is anybody like that? Well, let me show you a couple examples of this. Friends and families that walk in this kind of persistence that comes through true friendship. That's why God wants to restore families and friends like nobody else. Let's work with a friend first. Mark chapter 2. Let's start reading in verse 1. It says, and again, he, Jesus, entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Jesus was in the house. And see, whenever Jesus is in the house, folk going to show up. And straightway, many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them, which means so many people packed up in the middle of that place that you couldn't even get in there. If you greased them at the door with large, you couldn't get them in there because there was just too many people up in there. Why? Because Jesus was in the house. That's why God told me when he opened up this church, God says that because I'm opening up this church and because I'm going to be in the house, he said, not a building in San Antonio is going to hold what I'm going to do up in the middle of that place. And y'all done recognize already that Jesus is in the house. And so these friends brought their friend to Jesus to be healed. But, the, but see, G, the problem is stated first. Problem is, in, many were, in verse 2, many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, came a man who was sick of the palsy, which means that he had a disease that did not allow him to be able to move around properly. That's why, he, you know, they carried him on a bed. 
He says, and when they could not come nigh unto him, speaking of couldn't get to Jesus in the press, they went home. Is that what they say? They say, well, man, they just looked at their friend and said, yo, bro, we tried. That's it. See, a friend will, will stick closer than a brother. And a brother is there for adversity. Meaning that they said, no, see, no, we're going to come through for you because they're not taking no for an answer. They have this persistence. They have this perseverance that we're talking about right here because they truly love this person. And because of that, you're going to get what you need to get. You're going to get what you need to get. Come here for a second. You be the fourth one that hold up the thing. Now, I'm going to be in the middle here, and they're going to be carrying a bed. Turn around and act like you're carrying a, 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 a bed. Yeah, holding on to a bed. And I'm all up in the middle. Give me a little room. I'm bigger than that. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> so I'm laying up on this bed, and then they walking over that way. Start walking toward that wall. And they carrying me over to the thing, and they say, man, we're going to get you into Jesus' sake. Start t- talking to me. Man, yeah. All right, now. I'm glad, because I'm about sick of this palsy stuff. But then when they get there, they see there's folk all about the door. And they're like, oh, man. Say, oh, man. But then instead of saying, well, Turn around, let's go back. Now y'all turn, y'all turn around. Say, and say, let's go back and drop this dude off. Because he, heavy, he say, because he heavy anyway. Praise God. Instead of heading back, they don't turn their back on the solution. They, what they do is they get together and start figuring out a way. So they set me down, set me down. Now go over there, go right over there. And then they go over there and they start working out a solution. And they're like, man, listen, we got to figure out a way to get this thing done. We got to get it. Because, homie, this our friend. Jesus in the house. And plus that, he heavy. And we done carried him this far. I ain't carrying him no more. And see, that's not out of, that ain't a negative and stuff like that. Amen. Because everybody going to get blessed out of this. So they come up with a solution. And you, and you know the Bible. So come back and tell me what your solution is. Come on. Get, Take you up on the roof and dig a hole in the roof and drop you down to Jesus. Now, hold up. Did y'all hear him? <laughs> hold up. Time, time out. Time out. I'm, I'm off to bed for a second. I'm the narrator now. Did y'all hear that? He said, homie said, <laughs> they're going to take me up on the roof. Up on the roof. Wait, hold up. I'm reverting. Wait a minute. They're going to take me up on the roof. They're going to knock a hole while I'm up on the roof. They're going to knock a hole through the roof. And y'all going to do what to me again after you get me up there on the roof? We're going to drop you down to Jesus. They're going to drop me down to Jesus. <laughs> what kind of friend is that? That's a very good friend. Because, see, the, the person that's not a friend will say, we tried. That's it. But these four guys is going to go. Climb up on the roof, knock a hole in the roof, and then try to lower me down. Which means that they got a, not, a friend will not only carry your weight over to the situation, but a friend is willing to try to exert even extra energy to be able to get you into position so that you could be blessed, even if it means putting more of a strain on themselves. That's family too. Family will even put more of a strain on themselves. For your little ignorant self, no, for real, for, 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 they, for you, their precious child, they'll strain their schedule, strain their time, strain their money. Come on, somebody say, man, they'll strain themselves, bite their tongue. 
put their hands in their pockets so they don't knock nobody out. Just so that you can be, because they love you. So say, tell me what you're going to do again. We're going to take you up on the roof. We're going to dig a hole in the roof and take you down to Jesus. Now, not only are they a friend to me, I must be a friend to them. Because I'm about to go along with this. (laughs) I'm teaching real good right now. Because there's another thing that exists in the middle of that level of friendship. Trust. I trust you. Even though it seemed crazy than a mug to me, I trust you. That's what happens when real family. That's how family is supposed to exist. That's why Satan tries to bring in concepts which cause people to distrust each other in the midst of families. Because trust is very important in the midst of a relationship. To the point that I might not necessarily think that that's the right thing to do. I might not necessarily agree with you that that's the right thing to do. But yet, I know you love me. And because of that, I'm willing to trust you. So they commenced to doing it. That's my Texas talk, praise God. So they commenced to doing it. They climb one of I can imagine maybe two of them climb up to the top and stuff like that. And they, okay, I'm up here. I'm up here. Kind of like, all right, lift him up. And then we got him. And he like leaning. Because sometimes it might put you in a weird position. When you put your life in somebody else's hands. When you trust me, you might lean in such a way that you'd be like, hold up, hold up. Okay. <laughs> but that's all right. You're going to be all right. If I say, we're going to be all right. And they, and they lifted him up on the roof and they started knocking a hole in the roof. Pause button. It ain't they roof. It's a deep revelation to a lot of people. It ain't they roof. What you doing knocking a hole up in somebody else's roof? Pause button off. Because when you are a friend or a family member that decides that I'm going to come through for you, then I'm willing to do whatever's necessary. I've got a level of boldness that I'll do anything. Knocking a hole in somebody's roof is a financial uh, a proposition for one thing. Because you got to fix a roof later. Are you feeling me? Which meant that when friends and family are really in operation, finances mean nothing. It's not until you step into that conditional that it means something. When friends and family are really in, in, in operation like it's supposed to be, then putting yourself in personal danger means nothing. Because they could have bust a cap in them while they're up on that roof. Just because Jesus is in the house don't mean that people going to act right. I'm teaching real good now. I don't have to go home with you, do I? Y'all going to say amen to me real easily? All right, all right, because I ain't going to say nothing about how y'all be out there. Amen. <laughs> Just because Jesus is in the house don't mean that everybody always act right. Come on now. I tell you what, y'all don't want to go with that. Bust a roof up, bust, wait, bust a hole in my roof while I'm there. <laughs> I'm gonna let just enough of a hole come through. Poop. <laughs> oh, so what was you doing up there? <laughs> Shot that they both saw. Or even better yet, just I mean, just get up there like Rambo and just lay silent. Put the stuff under my eyes first. <laughs> Lay silent, wait for you to stick your head through. Oh, you're leaking. I know y'all would have called SAPD and ran outside. Oh, oh, somebody's busting my roof. Y'all have stood out there in the front. Y'all talking about, why are you up there? 
You ought not be busting my roof. They got enough boldness to bust up your roof. Don't think they ain't got enough boldness to bust you up too. Amen. So anyway, so it's a financial obligation because folk will put out their finances for folk they love. It's a, it's a, it'll place you in danger and in risk. But they went on up there anyway, knocked a hole all up in the middle of the roof and lowered my man down. Now, wait a minute. I don't know. Dude, I, I can just see my man. See, I'll be reading the Bible like I was there. I can see my man coming through the, he up there on the roof. He already leaned. They finally knocked the hole. Like, okay, let him down. And they're like, they letting him down. And he's like, oh, oh, don't you drop me. And they drop him down right there in the middle of the thing. Now, you think that's weird. Imagine yourself in the meeting. We're in the meeting right now. I'm preaching this stuff. Preaching fire. And all of a sudden, you hear, poof, poof, poof. This crumb start falling down on the pieces. Stop and you look up and a whole bus is up in the middle. Of we got it. I ain't lowering him down. I bet you that bust up a good meeting anytime. <laughs> Everybody stop looking up like, do you see what I'm saying? I bet you some folks was in there, hmm, I wouldn't have done that. But you ain't the friend. I wouldn't put up with that forever. I mean, I mean, eventually enough's enough. I mean, how long they going to put up with that? It is what you need to do. You need to kick that child, kick that husband, kick that friend to the curb, kick that, that brother, that sister to the guy. I wouldn't even deal with it no longer. If I was you, you ain't them. That's why they family and you not. Because you won't stick closer than a brother. But there's a love that family has. There's a love that friends have that will take you way past your limits. Into this limitless, unlimited love that God has in store for you. So anyway, they dropped my man down for time's sake. Dropped him down through the roof. And let's see what happened. What verse was on? And when Jesus saw, verse 5, and when Jesus saw their faith, he, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. I, I, I bet you he laughed while he did it. I, I bet you he said, boy, your sins is forgiven you. But notice what he said he, when he saw their faith. When he saw their faith, God saw this as an act of faith. But since it's an act of faith, which is fueled by love, it causes a miracle to be able to occur. And my man got healed. Are you listening to me? And of course, you know, the, I mean, the, the, the other folk that was up in there got all smart with Jesus and stuff like that. And, you know, how can you be forgiven sins and all that kind of stuff? Drop down into verse 8. Verse 8, and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether it is easier to say the sick of the palsy to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power to, on earth, to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, then turn to him. I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house and clean up some of this mess before you leave. In verse twelve, and immediately he arose and took up the bed. Look at the power that exists in the midst of this environment to the point where people can immediately see manifestations. Insomuch that they were not, they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, "We never saw it on this fashion. We ain't never seen nothing like this before." But see, the thing that they had never seen before was people who would go to such far extents in order to make sure that a person got what it is that they came to do. 
came for them to receive, and never had they seen nobody stand up and just be able to call sickness up off of a person like that to the point that he was just able to pick up his bed, although he ain't never walked before. Now he got uh, ability to be able to stand up and pick up his bed and go on about his business. Because it doesn't take God to turn things around, long to turn things around in that type of atmosphere. The problem is, it's establishing that type of atmosphere. One which is both love and faith. But see, through families and friends that are designed by God, it's an atmosphere that's already designed and it's already created. Can I talk? There's nobody that loves you like your family does. Nobody. I said nobody. Nobody. No, nobody loves you like your family. And can I go there? There's nobody that loves you like your parents do. I'm talking about godly parents, of course. And even a lot of ungodly parents, they don't know nothing about God, but they know they love the heck out of their kids. And they'll do right by you. And when everybody else will jam you, they'll make sure that they're standing there by your side. When all your other friends leave you, they'll be standing right there. Because they have a love that is like absolutely awesome. But Satan's job is to come and divide you from that love so that you can go ahead and fall, that you're by yourself. Don't fool. Don't be fooled. Don't fall for the lie. Don't buy the lie. God's going to cause a restoration to occur in the midst of families. God's going to cause a restoration to occur in the relationships and family. I don't care if your relationship's already strong with your relatives. It's about to get stronger. I don't care if your relationship is strong with your friends. It's about to get stronger. This is a year for Holy Ghost hookups and anointed alliances. God's about to pull stuff together because these people will go to great lengths, go to far financial extremes, be able to do anything and everything in order to make sure you get hooked up. But Satan stole that from you. God says, I'm reopening the door for you for the restoration of that thing. In such a way as we who have allowed Satan to isolate us and we have worked alongside of him and isolated ourselves from the folk that God has put in your life. That's the best people for you. That's about to come to an end. I said that's about to come to an end. Husbands and wives about to love each other like they ain't never loved each other before. I know I wouldn't get a strong amen on that, but that's all right. Get ready. Get ready. I'm talking about loved ones that you ain't heard from in years about to call you. And they're about to, they, uh, can I talk? When they get ready to call you, don't you be putting them through no 50 questions. Where you been? Why you calling me now? What you need? I mean, obviously you must need something that you're calling me because you don't call me no other time. No, shut that ignorant mess up. And then, just, yeah, I said it. Shut that ignorant mess up. And be loving like God designed you to be. You know you've been wanting them to call you for years anyway. So don't act stupid when they do call. Don't be putting them through no 50 questions. Be like the father in Luke chapter 15 that when his son came home, covered with pig mess and, and, and dirt, just ran up and hugged his son and hugged him and Bible say kissed him all over. Why'd he do that? Because he said, this my son was dead and now he's alive. The opportunity to be able to enjoy the relationship was dead, but now it's alive. God's about to restore some stuff up in here. You listening to me? As a result of their persistence of, the, of their friends, this paralytic man was healed. But he said, I saw your faith. And because I saw your faith, then I'm going to come through for you and do what it is that you called you to do. But this is a faith that can be seen and a faith that's visual whenever we're operating in that level uh, of, of relationship like God wants us to operate. God wants to restore some things up in the middle of our life, y'all. Let me show you this last one, praise God, and then we're going to close for the day. Matthew 15, we're going to close. Verse 22. It says, and behold, a woman of Canaan, 
came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. This woman come unto Jesus and asked him to help my daughter. My daughter got this devil. Could you help out, man? Please, come on, have mercy on us. But he answered her not, not a word, didn't say a word to her. I mean, just ignored her, snubbed her. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she crieth after us. She ain't crying after you, fool. She crying after Jesus. You know, folk to be all like, you know, amen. Anyway, verse 24. But he answered and said, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This statement is being made to her to let her know that the way that she's coming unto him, the way that she's at, when what she's asking him to do is not something that's available to her first because it's available to the Jew first. Remember the gospel of according to Romans chapter one, verse 16 is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and then the Greek, which means that God had intended to be able to be a blessing unto the rest of the world, but he had to do it through the Jew first. But she coming while he out there passing out stuff to the Jews, healings and all that other kind of stuff, prosperity and things. While it's happening to them, she is a Canaanite or a person that has no fellow, no relationship with him at that level. And she comes to him and then turns around and says to him, well, no, hook me up and, and set my daughter out. I see you healing everybody else. Heal my daughter. But he didn't say nothing to her at first. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Now, I don't know. Amen. You know, we, we're not going to get too deep into this one right here and stuff like that because we up in church. But let me see. He a dog. She, he called her a dog. She a female. Amen. Praise God. She, she, he, she coming to get healing for her daughter. Jesus crack on her. Call her all her name. Call her a dog. He like, look, I don't get this to dogs. Call her daughter dog. You or your puppy. Ain't neither one of them going to get nothing. <laughs> you feel me? And she said, don't be calling me no dog. You know, come on, that's what some of y'all would have been doing. Who you talking to? I'd be like, oh, see, it's on now. <laughs> Next would have been rolling. But look what she did. She said, true, Floyd. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her and said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. What happened? Jesus put out a word to her, which gave her an ability to be able to line up with that word. And by lining up with that word, she can then get what it is she, she wanted. If Jesus did had no intention for her to get anything, he'd have just never said another word and that'd have been the end of the conversation. But you got to hear me. Anytime God shares a word with you, he's sharing with you what you need to line up with for him to be able to be a blessing in your life the way he, he wants to be a blessing in your life. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you're blessed by what the word of God had to say. Hope that you've seen that one of the many things that our God does for us is to open doors for us that nobody can shut on us. Doors that he opens so that we can receive what he has prepared for us. I hope that you're not only seeing that it's true that God does open doors of opportunity for me and you, but I also hope that you're learning the importance of walking through the doors that God opens for me and you. Otherwise, it'll be just like God never opened the doors that he definitely opened for me and you. And that which he opened the doors for us to obtain will never be obtained by me and you. What a shame if that happens. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, big and small, we want to say from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in a way that we never asked and expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. So since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 